I believe in a thing called beer. We can drink it till the sun goes down. There it goes. Oh, it's spewy. Yeah, mine's didn't uh, mine's didn't uh, do anything today. This thing is sour. And this thing is oh, sweet. Sour. Sweet. Well, now I'm kind of second guessing my drink, and now I want a beer. But oh well. Oh, not gonna happen at this point, right? Hey, hey, well listen. This is the. Forty ninety nine podcast with your hosts Dima and uh What up, it's your boy Nick. <laughs> I got a haircut. I feel great. I was so pretty. Yeah, we're just kinda hanging out in the studio and uh we got a. we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on tonight because tonight is Wednesday. For the folks that don't know, we usually record on Wednesdays and release the episodes. On Friday. On Fridays, but like we're running ahead of schedule. Anyway, don't want to bore you guys. Thank you for tuning in again to the 4099 podcast. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Where, the, where am I supposed to point? Point downwards. Oh, wait, wait. Like button. Is it? Yeah, here? like button's down here. His like button is over here. Subscribe so if you like him, over there. subscribe his button. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll let I'll let Nick do the intro for this one. I've gotten a bunch of intros like the past yeah. few weeks. This yeah. is sick. I get to talk a lot more now. Anyway, all right, everyone. Let's welcome my good buddy, my hometown friend, probably one of my favorite friends of all time. I got a bunch of you. You guys know that. I got a bunch of friends, but this is one of the good ones. Some of them are not so good. <laughs> but all right, 499 fam, let's welcome Andy Joyce. What's up, bud? The funny thing is, I never liked this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. No, I love you, man. It's okay. I hate me. It's too. that. It's that. Uh, it's that. Uh, <laughs> amazing. You know that hate story of rivals coming together. We we just want to oh. get. You know what I mean? Let's build a little backstory on this, because like, we haven't always had a good friendship. Let's be real. There were some times things were a little, you know, up and down. Like when was that? Uh, now you kind of hurt my feeling. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, what was it? After nine? I think it was after nine. Man, I don't remember that no, stuff, no, no, man. No, no, no. It was day will come. That's what it was. Um, yeah. What are we talking about here? All right, so a little little backdrop on this. Um, like high school and post-high school um, – into current day, like we've like kind of like uh, fiddled with like music. Uh, Andy definitely more than me. He's definitely a way way more talented like musician than I am. I'm just kind of out there to have fun, mm. not good fun, just bad fun, not good. Um, I'm more of an enthusiast. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, I think I was still in high school. I think you had just graduated, maybe, and we were like kind of doing this like this kind of heavy band did a bunch of covers of course like you know Vince sevenfold and and stuff like that and i remember we were um practicing uh originally at um at pat's house patrick billings remember we built that whole stage in the backyard out of his old pool deck yeah, yeah, like 
Kind of, yeah, I remember this now, yeah. And then uh, we transitioned from there to um, the guitar player's house at the time. And I don't remember. So you guys were building your own band? Is that what's going on at this point? We built everything. We're just, we don't have any money. Let's build shit. <laughs> <laughs> Backdoor venue. Or back, yeah. sorry, backyard band. Yeah. yeah. We, we created a, a place to have a show because we... <laughs> couldn't we weren't good enough to get into a show <laughs> <laughs> well you guys were just starting you know it's not i don't think it was as i don't think i don't think probably it wasn't about like the quality of shit maybe it was the quality but i think it was just you guys are probably just starting out you guys didn't have any fucking connections to get into local venues even you know what i mean you guys are just like you know what fuck it let's just well, do our own thing there weren't that many like a lot of times shows would end up happening at like bowling alleys or we'd end up renting out the CB hut and shit like that. And I mean, you know, small town stuff. That's just how it goes. Um, but getting back to the story, we were, um, you know, doing this band thing. And then I got a phone call one day, um, not even from Andy, not even from any of the guys. It was from my girlfriend. She was like, you just got kicked out of the band. I was like, Bish, what? <laughs> and uh, I mean, so she found out before you found out. Yeah, and nobody ever takes that shit well, right? You know, and um, I don't remember exactly how this went down, but in my mind, the moment I remember this is like going south. We were both at Walmart. Um, there was a whole bunch of us, like the whole friend group is at Walmart, and Andy's getting a one of those big old like Walmart like deli sandwiches they got. The man like, sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, if you don't uh he's like he said if uh you got a problem with this or something, you meet me at the boat landing. And that was the thing. If you had a problem with somebody, you Did meet I him say at that? the boat landing. <laughs> oh gosh, man. And I don't even remember if we actually ever went to the boat landing, but we didn't fight. I remember that. And oh man, so there's another one that comes up. Wait, it's the boat landing. What is it? Is it? It's just like it, it's a boat. It's literally, like a. It's a spot on the river in our hometown where you're allowed to pull in and pull out boats. Okay. Allowed to fight. That's where. That's where you go. It's like the only place you're allowed to legally fight. It's a big. Um, I don't think so. It's a <laughs> dirt parking lot. I go out there now occasionally. And that's, do what we, like, that's what we thought. But, but like, I forget like that whole part of my life. And, like, you just bring up, like, terrible things, man. <laughs> all that – I'm saying all of this to build up the fact that you can recover from a shitty situation because that, that's not healthy for anybody. And look at us now. We're on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so, I mean, there was another time, and this is uh, during the uh, Eternity Between Us stuff. And uh, I don't think Andy was being like, we didn't have any guff between us at the time. We were just really fucking drunk. Now, are you guys, are you calling like the different eras of like bands, band eras? Yeah, because yeah. there, there's like um, a lineage and um, these are some pretty gnarly names. <laughs> like, you know, it, it like develops over time and it evolves into different bands and different groups and friendships and they all come together and pull apart, and it's it's a web. This is a common EBU era, post <laughs> BWC AD. Yes, that only made sense to you. So, 
I'm yeah, I'm Hopefully over here trying to put the put the pieces of the puzzle together. <laughs> so what was I'm I'm curious, like what what was the AB? I don't I don't remember say I definitely don't remember an EBU like or so the EBU things, um, you know, so you, you were playing with my cousin Mitch and uh an old Mackham. No, I mean I remember the I remember the band like but I thought we were still good friends then. No, we were great friends at this point. Like we were we had a really solid oh. relationship. But I remember we uh we um Mitch was throwing a party at his house and he had decided uh Andy had, like so like we as soon as the party popped off, the first thing I did was chug a pint of vodka. Jeez. Cause that's how you start a fucking party. And um yeah, so I get my pint of vodka in me and then I'm just like cruising on beers the rest of the night. We watched a bunch of like rotten shit on e fucked <laughs> as a calamity party. Like we watched Ron Jeremy suck his own dick. <laughs> and all right. So that happened, right? And then I'm starting to get the wah-wahs. I'm just like, oh, I gotta find me a fucking hidey hole because I'm not gonna go much further. And uh, so I go out for a little bit and I'm laying in the bed, like the bed of my truck. And then like, I wake up in a, like a stupor and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to sleep here anymore. I go to sleep behind this tree. Then I go sleep behind the barn. Then I go sleep behind the house. And I'm just wandering around. And Andy like gets this like hot red idea. He's going to like come and fight Nick. And so he's like, where's Nick? I'm going to fight him. And then he's like, he can't find me. And then oh, this fucking dude, Ethan Gann. He's like, I know where he is. I know where he is trying to like instigate some shit. And Ethan Gann doesn't know where the fuck I am. I'm drunk. Drunk Nick is hard to track down. Anyway, Ethan Gann can't produce Nick. So Andy decides to beat up Ethan Gann. Oh, it was all jokes. It was like stone cold stunners and things. It wasn't like, like fighting. Right. <laughs> All I know is I was just gonna put you, lucky to be alive. I was just gonna put you, I was just gonna find you laying out in the yard and put you in a sharpshooter, man. Oh, wrestling pranks with my friends. <laughs> well, I'm glad I was on that list. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to yeah, be in the diamond cutter. Yeah, no diamond yeah, cutters, yeah. no pedigrees. No, you was already out. No point to put you out any further. Yeah, no, no, no. I uh, that was an impressive job, by the way. I used to be really good at that. Yeah, I could probably still be pretty good at that. I'm not really sure. I haven't tested that in a while. Probably shouldn't. Hey, but listen, the reason uh, I feel like for the folks listening, this we're kind of giving a little bit of context to you guys, but I feel like everybody has been in a situation where. You know, life shit. You know, you got a buddy. You guys grow up pretty much in the same town. You guys grew up in a small town. So that makes you, like, that much more closer, you know what I mean? And everybody goes through, you know, uh, different, uh, you know, scenarios, situations. But do you know what the population is there? Is it, like, 8,000? I have no idea. Somewhere between – I would place it eight and 11,000. Hmm. So yeah, small time shit. People, you know, pretty much growing up together, like fucking pretty much living life together for a certain amount of amount of time, right? I mean, like, you know, I know I went to like a really small, like private Jewish high school, you know what I mean? So everybody was pretty much like, no matter how much you didn't want to like 
be around this person, you were like, and I'm not saying this between you and Nick, maybe a little bit of you looking at Nick that way, but um, <laughs> no matter how much you, you didn't like to be around this person, you guys kind of had to just share the same space. And I feel like, of course, at first that's kind of like annoying and shit, but it teaches you as a, as a person how to, uh, well, just how to cope with being around people that, uh, how to operate, how really. to operate. Yeah, yeah. How to be around like everyone and be fine with it. You know what I mean? Regardless. And if you aren't fine with it, I feel like the perfect way to settle it, especially boat landing. Yeah. Boat landing, man. You just got to meet somebody out in the parking lot. You know? to go. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like, uh, you got some fresh ink there. What are you working with? Oh, I'm just, um, it's just the wrap on the, I got wrap on my arm right now. Just going uh, for shading, like filler through the back of the tattoo. All right. So you can get that piecing it together. Up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a process, but we're working on it. I still got some inside to cover right here. And oh, that's the devil, stuff. man. The inside hurts the most. The sweet meat. Yeah, I'm, I'm dreading it. That's why I'm kind of holding off. <laughs> but uh, the elbow wasn't too too awesome either. That was pretty terrible yeah a lot of people you know a lot of people leave the space in between here and the elbow free you know what i mean they don't really mess with it also the elbow is weird because you are i mean that skin is constantly just always touched on you know and slid on and shit so a lot of people just leave that leave that space open and kind of fill it around you know all right so i guess uh i've shared some stories kind of building up our like friendship uh to kind of create a picture for yeah, viewers Andy, and listeners what the fuck do you remember because it seems like you don't really remember a lot of this shit it's very vague and in the back of your mind that's uh yeah, yeah i really weird. don't because like we, like you said we come from a small town like and we didn't have really anything to do but get up at each other's house and drink beer like that's what we did and like uh occasionally we would go to these little parties and stuff and We'd suplex each other through pool tables and uh, on cold stun each other's off people's computer desks. And actually, some of our friends made a, a pretty good living doing like the backyard wrestling thing, and then like elevating that to like a, a semi-professional thing to like a professional thing. Damn. Um, yeah, well, that's that's why I, I relate everything to wrestling. I love it. I'm trying to remember. So sorry, sorry about sorry about too many wrestling references. Um. <laughs> You're good, man. We love wrestling here, man. We, we especially the UFC. Do you follow uh, any of the like the UFC or boxing or anything like that? Not really. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I really don't know a whole lot about new wrestling either. I watch. Uh, I have like the WWE Network and watch uh, like '90s through early 2000s wrestling. That's kind of my thing. So yeah, I was huge into that. Me myself, you know. What I oh mean? yeah. You know, obviously you know, we got. We got the we got the legends. We got you know the Rock. We got you know the Undertaker. We got fucking uh, uh, Kane, Sting, Kane, exactly. Rick yeah. Flair, Rick Flair, baby, Nature oh. Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, no classics, man. Classics. I think everybody everybody that grew up in that era knows a whole lot about it. You know, especially like that shit is such an art. That's what people don't really realize is like all of that shit. You got to practice like really, really hard. I, I watched the, I don't know if you watched, did you ever, um, why I think it was on vice. The, the Chris, uh, what is it? Chris, what's his name? Jerry. Yeah. Benoit. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Did you watch Benoit. that, uh, doc documentary? Yeah. 
Christian Wah. Yeah, so if nobody if nobody has seen it, I definitely recommend you guys check it out because it's really it gives you a sneak peek into what like life as a professional wrestler is about, and uh, you know ha- they, it also features a, a ton of uh, really well known uh, professional uh, wrestlers as well. Man, how would you feel about it watching that uh, documentary and stuff? Well, I mean, it gives a lot of, I mean, it's obviously like, it's, it's, it's sort of incriminating toward the whole rest the whole, the whole series is kind of incriminating toward like the wrestling industry. Right. But it, it's, it's, it's really informative. You learn a lot about like how things work behind the scenes and stuff. I, I love the series. Uh, and I realize like in that business, it probably has to be kind of sketchy at times. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. The whole Crispin Y thing is kind of kind of a scary scary thing to think about, really, um, and that may be why they took some of the uh, some of the head busting and stuff out of you know fear of CTE and possibilities of things of that nature. So yeah. Um, All right. But, hey, having said that. You still enjoy the hell out of some professional wrestling, man. You gotta, you gotta tell us who's oh, your yeah. favorite wrestler of all time. Stone Cold, <laughs> the, the rattlesnake. Hell yeah, the rattlesnake. <laughs> the Texan, right? He's from Texas. Austin. Yeah, Austin. Yep. Which is funny because that's you imagine him to be like a hardcore Republican. You wouldn't think that he would live in Austin, which is that one blue speck. Not not to bring this into politics or anything, but because I don't want to bring us into politics tonight, I really don't. <laughs> we had a whole episode about that. I think technically it's technically Victoria, Texas, but really, mm-hmm. okay. Did not know that. Maybe he's. Maybe I remember that correctly. Maybe he is red on red. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I cut this whole. Uh, conversation off nick was asking you like what you remember back in the good old days and like if you remember anything that comes to mind that was like super crazy or maybe like there relates to you and nick's relationship and stuff like that just to give the, the listeners and viewers kind of like andy's one of the friends that actually tells some of the the best versions of nick stories right the elaborated versions of the well i don't really have to elaborate with you they're kind of like natural it's like you show up you know I mean, they're not really stories. It was like, you know, we'd show up to this party on, on the land or wherever. I don't even remember where we were. I really, it was a lot of beer going on at that time period. Very dark <laughs> place in my life. We had a good time, yeah. uh, nonetheless. So, um, you know, he'd show up to a party with a book bag, like, filled with, like, beer and vodka and a, and a tube coming out of the book bag. and was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to suck beer out of this, and you stick the funnel in my mouth and pour the vodka till I, till I give you a thumbs up. And that's Nick. And I'm like, okay. What was it called? Gargling? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, How are you getting that much alcohol? I don't know. You, you don't want, let's not incriminate uh, people on the show, but <laughs> Nick found a, Nick, Nick found a way, Nick found a way to uh, legally purchase this and uh, come by this alcohol. So uh, where there's a wheel, there's a way. <laughs> also, so, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna go into that. All right, yeah. But Nick was Nick was coming coming through to the parties it seems, and uh, I remember lighting shit up. There was one time um, 
I had gotten um, sent home from work because I got a concussion, and I had Andy go by like eight forties. We chugged all the forties at the at this apartment complex during a party, and then at like six in the morning, took you, Edward, you're telling me you're Edward Scissorhand those shits. No, 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 no. We just went through them. I didn't play Edward like fucking forty hands that night. <laughs> I have played that, and that was a terrible night. But no, uh, we went through all the forties, and then we took off to go to the uh, Carowinds amusement park. <laughs> and we rode. We rode. It was like it was around this oh, time. Yeah. Of year. And we went to Scarewinds. And oh shit! Yeah, so we're riding all these roller coasters while I've got a fucking concussion, <laughs> drunk as hell. <laughs> And I remember I fell asleep driving home. Oh my god! On, on the highway, holy shit! I almost hit a good. fucking deer. I woke up as a, a fucking deer in the middle of like highway. Did you just stop? No, I went like rrr, rrr, all around the son of a and bitch. And Andy, you were in the car too. Yeah. And what the fuck was that's that? Not that's not the only time he's. Not the only time he's like wrecked. Was he like? He come pick me up at like midnight one night, and we're like riding all around the county, and he's. Just does like say I'm not gonna incriminate the guy. So like, no, no, just, no, no. just ridiculous. Okay. Lay down. <laughs> and, well, you know, you you like you stuck us right into that ditch and picked your bumper up off the ground and was like, like we, you we were like so stoked about ice. the bumper. We hit some yeah, ice. and at that point you lose all control. And I remember. It was you and uh, we had Danny with us, and Danny smacked into the back of the seat, and all that forward momentum, just the seat got all the way forward. I think you smacked into the fucking dash. The bumper popped yeah, off. Yeah, the seat. Fuck. You hit the seat. The seat broke. Come into me, press me up against the dashboard. Damn. You remember that time we – uh, you thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was <laughs> hilarious. It's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Then there was uh, Andy's over here traumatized by the experience. You're over here like, oh, let's go again. No, I think the worst like crash we ever had for Andy. We uh, we would we were driving across. Wait, hold on. This is not the only one. Mm -mm. Oh my no. god! Me and Andy go hard. Um, I would say the worst vehicle experience we ever had was the drive to Georgia. Georgia, hands down. Yeah. So we were driving down to Georgia to go hang out with his cousin, and I had two of my cylinders blow on this um, old pickup truck I had. And um, I made a judgment call. I said, fuck it, we're going. And um, we made the eight-hour drive down there. Motherfucker smoking like a freight train. And uh, we got there. There was – all the uh, motor oil that belongs inside the motor was in the engine bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember saying. He stopped at like four or five stores to, to get oil to refill it. And it made it all the way into the neighborhood that we were actually getting into, into Georgia. And I just, all this like smoke, this like blue smoke was coming through like the air conditioned ducts and like choking us out. <laughs> so we get and it. We rolled. <laughs> And as soon as we get in the driveway, pop the hood, you just you look at it you're like, nah, no way, this thing is done. And I remember that week I sold it to a man for parts. In Georgia. In Georgia. And I bought me and Andy a bus ticket back home. Wow. That was Andy didn't talk to me the whole bus ride. <laughs> he was Well, there were reasons. Like there were reasons. Like we're on the bus and 
you know, I'm, I was very grateful that I had a buddy like Nick to help me get back. But at the same time, he wouldn't even sit with me on the bus. He was sitting with random people reading penthouses right beside him on the Greyhound bus. So I'm kind of like, what is he So we're hungry. We're like 13 hours in from a trip that should take five hours. Sorry, we're having a baby crisis in the background. But anyway, so we get all the way, all the way home, like Reedsville. I think it was like Reedsville. That's I'm hungry. I got to go in this Walmart. Our buddy Josh picked us up. So he we go in this Walmart. Well, we get ready to go. And Nick said, don't worry about it, dude. You just sleep, man. I'm going to get you some food, man. I said, okay, that's nice. Thank you, dude. So he comes back to the car. And he's like, I got us covered, man. He pulled out strawberry moon pies. And something about that just set me on fire. It pissed me off more than anything ever. Like, I was hungry. I needed, like, protein. I needed some type of meat, something in my stomach. And this dude comes back with strawberry moon pies. Like, it's not even a good moon pie. Nobody likes that. (laughs) So, my perspective was we had $12 to our name. Like, our names combined, right? I thought you sold the car for parts. Yeah, that bought the bus tickets. How much were the bus tickets? Like two hundred bucks. Damn, that's a that's that's thirteen hour bus ride. <laughs> and what year is this? Do you remember? Like oh eight. Good Ish, God! Oh eight bus tickets were two hundred dollars. That's insane. And yeah, so we uh, we get the reads when we pull into Walmart, and I got I got his his money and my money twelve bucks. The first thing I see, good price, was an entire case, like a like a like a big like twenty four count box of strawberry moon pies. <laughs> I was like, it ain't. Hey, you could have got us a bag of popcorn chicken or some uh, some Jesse Jones hot dog, something just <laughs> some some type of real sustenance. I hate that I even like brought that up because that's kind of making me mad now. <laughs> All right, so that was – but we made it back. We survived, and we lived to go on yet more. After that, I replaced that vehicle with with a a Ford Explorer, and probably the second worst vehicle incident we ever had was in that thing. This is the third one, the third accident at this point. This is the third story, yeah. Yeah. Um, But we had crossed the state lines again to go to Virginia to hit up Sheets to get a bunch of junk food, slushies, hot dogs, sandwiches. Because that was the closest Sheets at the time. All right. And I have a habit of jumping things with my truck. You remember the railroad? The railroad. We're coming back from the Sheets. And we're on the back roads and Andy's not wearing a seatbelt. We got a, a car full and I hit these, this railroad track doing about 40 down this huge incline. And when we hit it, Oh yeah. Was I in the back? You were in the back and we launched yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay. and we get about 10, 15 feet of air just right. And here's the ground. And when we hit it's nose down hard and the back just catches. Oh, and he's not wearing his seatbelt. So, of course, he goes flying into the cab. It's like, Ooh! and there's like hot dogs and like slow motion flying by everyone's head and like slushies are colliding. So, so you, this is a movie right now. And when we smack down, the solid part of the uh, 
seat buckle where you actually plug into stabs him right in the ass. Oh. And I hear him wail. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh! And I was just like, what the sure, fuck? Sure enough. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. So we pull out. like we like we I slam the brake, whip it over to the side. We're still in the middle of the road, but I whipped it to the side. So I'm blocking the whole fucking road, like a, whole, like a total jackass at four in the morning. And, uh, yeah, check out Andy. Make sure he's not dying back there. He was yeah. good to go, but – that was a rough one, I'm sure. Um, that being said, dude, man. I'm sorry for all your experiences with this dude. <laughs> man, I wish I could. I wish I could tell more stories, but like, like you said, most of them I can't even tell. <laughs> oh. Not legally. <laughs> Jk. <laughs> Now we had some good times. I say, man, unique, unique ways to to have fun. I guess, like, make our own fun. Yeah, I mean, if you you know you you guys are you know from a small town, you guys are pretty much kids. You know, young. I guess young. What is it? Teenagers, right? Sixteen, seventeen, something like that. Uh, well, no, I'll probably mean, like, <laughs> yeah, probably in our twenties. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, you're not in the Navy at this point, though. No. Oh, this is before, right before the Navy. Um, I joined late at 21, yeah. like almost 22. I actually forgot my 22nd birthday because of that. <laughs> now, what was what were you doing at this point, Andy? What year are we talking? Um, let's say 2010. 2010. Just working uh, uh, pretty much. I was uh, – Nothing, nothing spectacular. I was in and out of bands, uh, trying to hold down a, a job at a meal. Uh, just, just very, very boring things at this point. But no, I mean, I think, I think it's actually quite fascinating. Just because, listen, when we first started this podcast, we we're, we we're like, uh, like one of our goals was to bring in people that. Um, came from all different social circles and, and, and backgrounds and stuff like that. So I feel like bringing on people, we don't bring on people. I mean, of course we bring on people for a story and shit like that, but it's, it's, I think, I think just being a genuine about what your life is, I feel like way more people can connect to that than something that's like on some, different level of you know storytelling and stuff like that so i'm pretty sure everyone can relate to what you're talking about right like i'm i'm pretty sure everyone has gone through a period in their life where they weren't really sure what the fuck was going on they didn't know what the hell they wanted to do they were just trying to kind of make a living or they got that one friend they just don't trust to drive (laughs) yeah exactly yeah man so uh but yeah man um yeah and this is this is like out this is a little bit after high school for you guys, right? At this yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, right on, right on. Yeah, no, that's, that's an awesome, that's an awesome story. I kind of want to, uh, how'd you get into, cause before, I don't know if we started recording as we were talking about this or, um, before, but, uh, just to give people a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of context here. Um, 
you know, we were talking with Andy off, off, off record about, you know, the Pokemon thing and, and just cards in general and stuff like that. How'd you, how'd you get into um, cards and, and, and kind of like, why did you even, you know, hold on to your cards? Do you know, did you know they're worth something or did you just kind of keep them around and keep them around or what? Well, I guess originally, like, as far back as like 99, during like the, the original height, at least in America, and I was into it and stuff, you know, you kind of grow up, kind of fade out of things, you know, but later in life, I, you know, I started rebuilding like my Nintendo console collections and my action figures and stuff, just, you know, fun stuff on the side. And, and Pokemon was one of them. I actually, uh, I had my, old, I had a lot of my old cards and I just started at this point in time, I figured they, they were probably worthless, but nostalgic for me. So, I started collecting the Pokemon thing again. And uh, and when I started getting really heavy into it, it was like we were talking about PJ. Uh, he, my buddy PJ, he kind of like sparked my interest back into buying the newer sets because all I was interested in initially was the stuff that I grew up on. But right. now I'm kind of all over the place with it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it almost like collecting these cards gives you, uh, like you said, a, a sense of nostalgia, a sense of where what you were feeling when you first fell in love with, with the cards and, and with the whole yeah. culture. No, absolutely, absolutely. And you can like open up a pack of cards today and you can smell it. And it smells exactly like it did when I was in like seventh grade. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I, I uh, in like the last couple of years, I met – the guy um, that's responsible for printing off the Pokemon cards in North America. Ash Ketchum. <laughs> no, it's this older guy. He actually lives in Greensboro, um, but his company is based out in Raleigh. It's pretty cool. It's a small world, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you have a virtual boy, don't you? Yeah, I've got a couple of them. So, like, a lot of people don't aren't familiar with things like that. So, like, tell us what kind of like, game systems you have and like what they do and stuff. Like, let's let's get into this a little bit. Let's talk about archaic game systems and and what. Okay, have you. you have to excuse some of the mess because I got a three year old around here like crashing everything. Oh, uh, dude, you're all good. That's a virtual boy. Oh man, that's the game glove. That doesn't go to the virtual boy. Just two i just two relics in the same spot so how does um, that, how does that work though the virtual boy it's that's like a, it's a head unit you stick your face into it and it's like this darkness with red uh vector graphics pretty much and uh i think it i think it lasted for like from 95 to 96 before it was discontinued and um, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Most people hated it. So it's just one of those things. But, yeah. What else? Uh, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. That's not rare. Right. I think you can get that at, at, the, at the Wally at the Center, the Walmarts. Is that, is that full size or is that like home edition? No, nah, I wish. Okay. No, nah, it's the uh, it's the mini version that they uh, the reproduction models they make. Uh, now, I know. I know. Uh, now, I know. Now, do you got to pay yourself to play, like, or you just go? 
Oh, no, no. No, he just fired up. Damn, I was going to say, he'd be fucking hot. That's like a piggy bank. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can uh, if you can get a hold of one of the you know the classics, you got the room for it. You can do it. So, but I wouldn't do it. I would just. Have, I mean, I would leave the door unlocked, and I wouldn't be able to save anything. But <laughs> there's there's all kinds of like childish stuff in here. We got like lightsabers. Oh, oh you got a baby Yoda. Yeah. Hell yeah. Did they ever name Baby Yoda? Nope. Uh, he's just called the child right now. As far as I know. You excited for season two coming out soon? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to I like went ahead today and tried to knock out all my work for the week. <laughs> Andy, I think you muted yourself. Oh no. <laughs> Hold on. There he goes. There he is. Everything you just said, you were muted. Oh man. Yeah. What a after, bummer. After Baby Yoda, we lost you. Yeah, you were you were saying you were saying you you uh you wanted to get all your work done and then and then uh, you were saying something else but we couldn't hear you. Oh well, that's embarrassing. No, you're good, dude. Oh, no, I was just uh, <laughs> I was saying I was gonna knock my work out, you know, go ahead and get it done so I can kind of chill and watch that Friday. But, you know. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it though. Yeah, man. Uh no, I I, I was actually I was gonna say I, I watched uh I don't know if you watched it. Um I don't know how big of a Netflix watcher you are, but assuming you are a pretty big just TV watcher in general because of that big ass fucking uh, what is it that that uh, projector in the background there? I'm assuming you watch oh. a lot of stuff. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was gonna say I watched this uh, this gaming uh, documentary that went into the history of you know essentially just the history of gaming how how some of the first kind of gaming uh, products that were out started in the gaming arcades and how uh how that transitioned to you know home consoles and stuff like that it's super interesting did you end up uh have you got do you know what i'm talking about or yeah game over yeah yeah game over yep yeah yeah i love that yeah that that i you should actually check it out too that i, I think you'd find that pretty cool nick but um, oh yeah sorry i had to get another uh Another soda. No, no, you're good, man. We're over here just, you know, pounding uh, beer soda. Well. Oh, man. All right. So tell us about your music stuff now. Like, what are you getting into and how'd you get into it? It's like, we haven't really built that up. Like, what got you into music in the first place? Limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Fred. Fred's the man. I've listened to a little. Nah, bit. It's uh it's 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 a um I don't know, it's uh like Blink 182 was like one of my first like 
you know, favorite bands and uh, still are. Uh, so that kind of kind of got me wanting to play guitar. I learned a lot of their stuff kind of on my own and then was able to like transfer that into Metallica. Then I started kind of falling in love with the metal stuff and started kind of trickling in that direction as far as what I play and wrote. <clears throat> Now, did you, and, uh, did you Nick, learn did you learn how to play guitar like did you self teach like kind of teach yourself how to play or were you going yeah for the lessons or how are you how are you learning for the most part i taught i taught myself like once i learned how to read tabs you know it's kind of like you just you just go with it you learn you know you, you practice it now man there's a lot of people like uh, that i've like Definitely had, had got influences from like uh, mine and Nick buddies, uh, Kyle. Like he was a big influence on my playing style, and uh, people like Nick Armstrong, who was another guy that locally he was, uh, you know, a good great guitar player, vocalist. It's kind of like it's kind of the route that I wanted to go at the time. Uh, kind of hanging up the singing thing for now. I'm just trying to focus on more like guitar playing, recording and writing and stuff. So, yeah. So you, kinda, uh, you like to follow the hometown heroes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember though, Andy was a huge Blink 82 fan. And uh, you wear a bunch of their hoodies. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm a fan too, yeah. but I'm not an, like an Andy grade fan. Like, I love it. Andy lives it. Mm. And I remember we ended up driving how many hours to go pick up a, a signature guitar one time, and and I forgot what it was. It was a Seafoam Green. <laughs> this this story is incriminating, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> it took me four hours to get to Clemson, South Carolina. I think it was to buy to buy a guitar from this dude. Nick said, "I want to drive home because he didn't want to wait four hours." Mm. We get home two and a half, two and a half hours, something like that, <laughs> including a KFC buffet. Damn, I don't think I, I don't think I tacked that on to the the travel time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so he drove the maybe. speed limit. He drove the fucking speed limit like a like a like a well, like a stand up model citizen. <laughs> but I'm gonna call him a jackass. Man, I'm a, I'm a plus five guy, man. And I tagged out the speedometer to the point that the rev limiter, or not the rev limiter, but the uh, the governor wouldn't let the vehicle go any faster. And I held that from the time we left the dude's house to the time we got back to Andy's. Damn. one one twelve. Well, it would tack up to 113. It would bump it and come right back down. Bump How it, the hell right were you going that fast? What? You were just taking a highway? Yeah. Good God. You just got to get shot. there. And it's it's really honestly when you're doing that it's a gamble it's the luck of the draw. It had nothing to do with how good of a driver I was or not. If there were a cop out there, he'd have fucked me up. Mm. But he did it. And you got the, the guitar, I'm assuming. Yeah. How excited were you about that? Um, I was pretty, I was you know pretty excited. You know, I've been wanting that guitar for a good while. Uh, they discontinued them, I don't know, around 2002, I believe. So they were really hard to come by. 
and this guy was like willing to like trade up for another guitar I had. So um, we made a day of it. We had a good time. Uh, I was actually kind of like rooting for Nick to get us home early so I could get to an amp, you know, before it got too late and kind of rock out for a little while. And he did. He t- made it out. He got you. He got. Not only did he beat the record time and set a couple of uh, Olympic speed records getting back home, but uh, he also uh, he also got you guys there safely. That being said, I oh, mean, yeah. I personally can't afford to rack on any more tickets. But if anybody's got like the money to cover me and has to have something done fast, let me know because I got <laughs> you there. We the one that got pulled on the way to the beach, or was yes. that just? That was you. That, no, no, well, on the way back from the beach. And I remember this was a wild story too. We're going, we're going down to Myrtle Beach, and I remember it costs us like what forty bucks to get down there or something like that. And then it costs us like sixty bucks to get back. And we're like trying to figure out why it costs, you know, why the cost varied so much. And I was being a jackass. I was like, you know, really, honestly, it comes down to gravity because. When we're going down to the beach, we're going down the map, so you're going with gravity. And then when you're going up the map, you're going against gravity. And the guys held that against me for a really long time. Yeah. Because that's how science works. I mean. when you go, He said, when you go south, you use less gas than when you go north because you're going up. <laughs> that was Nick logic. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we know we know now that that's not true because the earth is flat it's the same <laughs> both ways it should be the same <laughs> oh man oh man andy dude i love you man you're a good man you're a good dude so but it's it seems like um it seems like you're a hell of a fucking collector man it seems like you're really into collecting shit yeah yeah i, I do I, I love my um i love my toys like yeah, I mean, uh, that's a. Have you have you thought about maybe getting into um, like reselling shit, or maybe like uh, getting on you? Uh, what is it, eBay or Amazon or you know Facebook Marketplace or any of that kind of stuff? I mean, I've I've thought about it. Like a lot of the stuff that I actually have though is not really like valuable per se. Like it's just like valuable to me. Like. I, I like I like hit up flea markets and stuff, and if I see like a a vintage figurine or something that you know I might have had when I was a child or something that I thought was cool, I might pick it up or something like that. And I don't know, like, and I do have a few things like the Virtual Boys are pretty. That's a jewel, mm. but I just have such a hard time letting things go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's in a lot of us that we sometimes some people realize and some people. Um, well, it's a self-realization. Right. Either way it goes. Either you realize you're the type of person that likes to like hold on to memories through like actual like things, physical objects, and that that provides you that like sentiment of like you know this is where I was in my life at this point in time, and I don't want to let that go, kind of thing. Or you realize actualize your, yourself as being like one of those people that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I mean, it goes either well, way. But. I mean, like one of the reasons I bring this up is because now via the internet, um, there's huge, huge movements right now and in, in pop culture, even we can say 
of people, uh, you know, like the pop dolls and um, sneakers, specific sneakers, um, cards of any kind. There's a huge renaissance and a huge movement of people starting to realize the worth of collecting, collecting yeah. things. And that drives prices of pretty much every collectible item up, you know? So that's why I was kind of asking you the question about, you know, you thinking about maybe getting into that business that, as a that market, that market, right. As a, as another source of income, you know, but. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, once I get a little bit more like knowledge of like the Pokemon stuff, you know, under my belt, I'd love to do some more like, uh, of that like selling online and stuff uh you know i'm not opposed to it it's something that uh that i probably eventually will get into i just haven't taken, taken it <laughs> pokeball that's why i quit playing pokemon go but i could but give me that uh, helmet we have a we have a nerd wall over here yeah we do You guys talk for a second. This guy. Hey, Nick. Hey, bud. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, man. What are you doing for Why don't Halloween? Why don't you come see me? Huh? <laughs> what are you doing for Halloween? You enjoy driving and traveling more than I do. You know I don't like to drive. <laughs> you still got your bike, right? Yeah. Do you uh you think you ever like are you a, a winter rider at all? Vader. Yeah, I ride in the winter sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm definitely a Vader fan. Give us some Star Wars history. Where what's like what's the the Sith lineup? Give us that rundown real quick. Because we have this like rolling theme where almost every guest at some point well, mentions at least Star listen, Wars. Listen, before before we even get into this, we uh we literally just had um a couple weeks ago and for the folks that are interested in Star Wars that are listening, they can revisit episode 21. Super, super cool episode. We had a really good friends of the show, Nick and E-Man, come on. We had a whole segment on the show talking about and getting into the different colors of lightsabers, what they mean, what the gems uh, represent, you know, for people wielding the light lightsabers. Andy, and are like they that. gems? The kyber crystals? Crystals, yes, crystals. So, so, yeah, check that out, folks, if you haven't already. So, Andy's a Sith head. I always get into it with him because, like, I don't know that I would necessarily be a Sith if I had the opportunity. And so, uh, drop some knowledge, big dog. Right, what kind of knowledge you want? Tell me everything right. you know of the Sith. That's a lot. It's, it's, it's like a very broad category. I got, like... So, I mean, wow. I mean, it's just like, where do they come from? I don't really know where to begin. Like, I guess my love of Sith, like, came from, like, the Darth Bane novel trilogies, you know. Who the uh, fuck is that? Darth Bane. Who the fuck? Sith Lord, uh, born on Apatros, 
in a you know mining facility got attacked by the republic uh soldiers after a gambling match went wrong had to go to corabon which was renamed morabon in canon now i think uh but anyway he studied the sith academy and um they went to war with the jedi i mean it's a lot man i don't know like <laughs> like where do you want to go with this stuff like nick but, stop uh, making him self-conscious dude this guy is spitting <laughs> real fucking knowledge and i fucking love it i love it too <laughs> he was like it's a lot. What do you want to know? I'm like, you know it all. I he is. It. He is literally, ladies and gentlemen. We have maybe this is why he wants to beat me up. A true, uh, what do they call it? Man of the trade, or what is it? Uh, anyway, we have a walking, uh, a Sith walking dictionary in front of us. So we're really trying to find. <laughs> we're really trying to find out more about the Sith. What are what are three things that you feel that are most uh, misunderstood about the Sith? Um, misunderstood. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I think the, I don't know. How, I don't know how to word it. Like, uh, the best way to word it's like they, uh, you know, Palpatine or you know, uh, Darth Sidious quotes it in uh, Revenge of the Sith as uh, you know, evil as a point of view. So like, to the Jedi, oh, and, th- and this like goes in, into like real life stuff, like you know left and right and good and bad like what you know who's right who's wrong like mm. uh a lot of times it comes with like a centrist you know view but that's i digress let me see like the code of the sith like um uh peace is a lie there's only passion through passion i gain strength through strength i gain power through power i gain victory through victory my chains are broken the sith kind of believe in like um uh a more you know a power a dominance you know take if you can like if you can do it do it whereas jedi believe in like peaceful stability and uh uh limited emotion or lack of thereof uh where the sith will you know embrace emotion and uh well so you i kind of feel like that's sorry oh go ahead sorry yeah, no, sorry for cutting you off, man. So you think that one of so one of the things that we can say, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm mis misrepresenting what you said, you would think that um let's for for number one on the list, we can say that a lot of people one misunderstood thing that a lot of people um don't realize is the Sith actually there's a word you use there that not a lot of people associate with the Sith, and that's passion, right? And so um, one one huge misunderstanding with the Sith is there is still good things involved with what they do. We just look at it as bad because of how we look at the narrative. How we look at it from more of a Jedi centric point of view as opposed to a a Sith centric point of view. Right. So we so, we can put yeah, that like, as, as number one. Um. How else are they misunderstood? Um, do you think? Do you think their? Do you think their goal of ruling was a justifiable one? Do you think that their reasoning behind wanting to take over was justified by their from their point of view? Um. 
I think so to a certain extent. Like, if you go back to, like, the movies like Count Dooku, kind of even warned the Jedi, like, you know, the Jedi were, like, kind of blinded that that Sidious was, like, secretly, you know, taking the Republic over. So, mm-hmm. basically, the Jedi were serving the Sith anyway, you know, right. blindly. And, uh, you know, uh, Darth Tyrannus or Count Dooku, you know, he warned them of it, but they didn't want to listen to it, so... Uh, you got that, and um, I don't know. My anxiety is spiking now. So, <laughs> no, you're good. Dude. Sorry you're if good. I get like. <laughs> so for like but, uh, um, for 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 two, we can we can probably say um, we can probably say for number two, uh, the Sith had a little bit more of a. You can say cold, but let's just say a little bit more of a practical way of looking at the storyline as opposed to the Jedi, which kind of didn't want to admit to themselves that they were serving another person. Right. They, uh, um, I don't know. I I mean, like really I'd have to like, kind of like, I've never really thought about like the question as like, uh, I've just kind of, more or less, honestly, kind of like favor the bad guys. And I guess I kind of sympathize with certain things. Like I'll go back to like the Darth Bane books, like Bane literally grew up in like a, uh, in like a, a mining colony. What was they were mining a uh, Cortosis, you know, uh, every day. And uh, it was a rough job. You know, he gambled and he got, he won and he got jumped by Republic soldiers. And, mm-hmm. you know, they tried to kill him. And in order for, him to live, you know, he had to kill them. So, mm. um, you know, that's unforgivable. Like he was gonna, he was gonna die for that. Like he was gonna get caught and die. So he, his, his only scapegoat was to go to Corbin and join, join the Sith Academy and train for the, for the Sith. You know, so he wasn't so a bad guy. I kind of look at things like that. Um, I kind of feel like Anakin Skywalker. Like uh, a lot of people will disagree with me. Uh, but I got like this theory. Uh, that, um, you know, he kind of, like, he joined the Sith for love, but it kind of, like, bit him in the end. Like, uh, a lot of people don't get by this, but at the end of Revenge of the Sith, you know, Palpatine had told Anakin, he's like, I know how to save people's lives. So when Anakin actually converts, uh, Palpatine says, so I don't know this, but together, you know, we can find this power. All right, so got that. So he's basically saying, I don't know how to do it, but I think he knew that Anakin could do it. Mm. Now, when Padme was dying, she was, uh, the droids were saying she's medically stable, but for some reason we're losing her. So all her vitals and everything were fine. Everybody's like, oh, she died of a broken heart. I don't buy that. You see Vader like struggling, and this goes back to my like, like reading Bane book. Bane used that life, uh, I forget the force power, but he basically draws your life energy. You talking about the Metachlorian shit? Yeah, he, he well, no, he draws like your li- like the life, the life force. Not like the Metachlorians are like the the micro bacteria like that that give you like force powers. But either way, like he draws that like long enough to stay alive. I think Anakin was so full of like hate toward Padme for what he thought she was turning her back that like while he was dying, he was like drawing her life away. Mm. At the end of the movie, 
you know, he's like, where's Padme? Is she okay? And Palpatine says, it seems in your anger, you have killed her. Mm. You know, I know, I know Palpatine will tell a lie in a heartbeat, but I think he was being truthful in that. I think Anakin pulled the life force from her. And that's definitely, definitely not anything to sympathize with. I just feel like that's what was happening. I don't know if it was ever explained that way. I think a lot of people thought that maybe Palpatine was doing that, but I think Anakin did it. Well, I mean, before you get in, because I know you you had something to say, but you said something that I feel like it could be the third thing that's misunderstood is the Sith have just as clear and stringent of a of a system of learning how to become a Sith just as the Jedi's, because you were talking about the Sith Academy, you were talking about learning how to truly become a Sith right. and stuff like that. So I feel like not a lot of people take that in consideration. A lot of people just look at the Sith as this like savage kind of like i just want to pretty much kill everyone and everything in my path but there is a way of becoming a sith that's just as step by step as it is to become a jedi you know so right and they also like um one of the things like they they feel like to reach like a hundred a hundred percent capability you have to draw on all aspects of the force you know and you know the Jedi obviously don't don't deal with the dark side, and they're they're kind of limited in their in the way they use the Force. But the the Sith believe to reach full potential, I guess the best way to say it uh, is by exploring every everything you can do with the Force. Mm. And so I don't know. It's Star Wars. If if like. In the alternate universe, I think I'd probably favor the Sith. I don't know. Now, I may have asked you this before, but what is your what is your insight and opinion on the the gray Jedi, the the middle ground, the the guy that doesn't want to be on the light or the dark? Oh, it's Oh, it, it's smart. I mean, like, uh, you take, like, Seth Harf, for example. Uh, he used, like, he wasn't, like, a Sith, but he was a Jedi that had, like, kind of fallen from the order and decided to, like, I'm going to use my Force powers for, like, monetary gain and stuff. Like, he was kind of a, a unique character. Uh, a wild card. Yeah. I kind of, you know... Um, but I think a lot, you know, a lot of things in life pretty much always kind of meet in the middle anyway. And I think they kind of have to, I think that's, and I think that's kind of what Star Wars is about, like balance and the force and, you know, uh, so. Did you agree with the last movie? No. No, I'm still waiting for that, um, that Lucas cut. It's supposed to come out in 2023, according to all my Star Wars conspiracy website info. So, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Tell him, Andy. Uh, I don't even know. Did you see the last movie? Yeah, I did. You talking about? You talking about like the ninth one? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Dude, oh, there's like, there's a lot of like. You talking about Rilo? Or uh what's his name? Ken. Kyler Ren. Yeah, yeah, Ren, Ren, Ren. So he when whenever he like hooked up with uh Ray and then just kind of like dipped out on the spokes and she was just kind of left there and it was like all 
Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, folks. But yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert for yeah. a movie that came out like two years ago? Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some people who haven't seen it yet. Maybe don't want to because oh. George didn't produce it. I don't like, I mean, I don't hate the movie, but like, there's like rumors circulating that like, you know, which I know that they had talked, like they had brought George Lucas on set to work with like J.J. Abrams as far as like, uh, kind of piecing the movie together so that to revive it from the backlash it got from The Last Jedi, kind of bring it back to the Star Wars fans. So the rumor was like, not Disney, but I think it was, what's her name? The, um, Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy, she was like the head of the Star Wars projects at the time. And I think, and these are, like I said, these are all rumors. I'm not, I'm not an expert on this stuff. I'm just a, just a fan of Star Wars. And like they, they said, like she cut all the stuff that Lucas had involved with the movie out. So there's, there's scenes, supposedly scenes and like hours of like footage from the movie that like supposedly like changes the whole the whole plot wow. and it, you know if it's true that's that's supposed to be released and uh i'd like to see that yeah, I hope well, it's you, true. Know, you know you know they're you know they're talking about uh releasing another three the what oh yeah oh yeah you're talking about another trilogy yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, i've heard like and I, like i said going back i don't know a lot about um like how accurate the stuff I read and obviously, you know, I'm reading a lot of clickbait, so I ain't gonna lie, but you know, he's in um, the tabloid boys. They're, they're talking about the old Republic. I, I'd even heard rumors of them doing like an old Republic trilogy. I'd like to learn a lot more about that stuff. Cause honestly, you know, other than my readings of like the Darth Bane books and, um, you know, just, I mean, it's, it's things like, I don't. I really don't know that I'd like to know, you know. So, all right. So, why didn't you? Agree Sorry for rambling. Huh? For the for the last movie, why didn't you agree with that ending? I mean, like, I, I'm not saying like I don't agree with it. I would just like. I'd like to see the Lucas cut. I'd like to see what else is there. Okay. Now, um, I've got... Which, which, I feel like the whole, like, I feel like the Star Wars, and this goes back to me being a Sith, partial to, like, the dark side and stuff, but I think a huge part of Star Wars in that by back back into the 70s was the emphasis on, like, the Sith and, like, how strong, like, like Darth Vader was. And, like, um, you don't always get the ending you want in a movie. Like... Um, you know, uh, I don't feel like Kylo Ren was ever hyped up. Like he was hyped up, but I don't think he ever, I never seen the potential from him that I wanted to see. Like never Darth that Vader. That makes sense. Huh? Never, never the, the level of power that you saw. Yeah. Like they, they like for that trilogy to be as accessible, like, you know, you know, maybe Ray should have lost in a movie. Maybe the first movie, Ray shouldn't have beat him. I'm not saying she should have lost, but she shouldn't have like whooped that just, ass. You know, yeah, whooped that ass. You said it, not me. Yeah, I mean, I, I first, do, I do it. First time she whipped a lightsaber. Now I understand, like, you know, that they're they're marketing the movie for the good, the good guys, but 
And then once again, this is just stuff that I would like to see, and I would have liked to seen his character grow a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Become a little strong because I love Adam Driver. I thought he did an excellent job for what he was given. It's mm, fair. I like I like the Kylo Ren character. I just don't feel like he had his, or or he should have beat like the whole the whole Force Ghost Luke Skywalker scapegoat. Like I feel like Luke should have been there, and he should have beat Luke. Like that should have been like the thing. Like that should have been like Luke's last fight was to lose to Kylo Ren. And everybody was arguing in the movie. Well, he couldn't get the uh, X-wing out of the water. I'm like. They did it in the last movie. Why couldn't they do it in that movie before that? Like, it's the same. Yeah, yeah Yo, man. He's been pulling X-Wings out of the fucking water for like yeah, I mean, 40 years. Yeah, I mean, he could have got there. He could have got there. It could have had that battle, that epic battle between Luke and Kylo, a real battle, not a Force Ghost battle, where Luke is sitting on this rock, levitating, you know, sending holograms. I felt like that should have happened, but it didn't. That kind of that kind of burned the end of that movie a little bit for me. But yeah, Star Wars, I still watch them. Like I still love love Star Wars. Uh, and sometimes I feel like I think about it too much. Like I maybe I'm thinking too much into it versus just sitting back and kind of like watching and enjoying for what it is. Hmm. Do we want to ask him the Hitler question later? Okay. At some point, off record. All right. But I like now that what? now that you've said that, you have to explain it a little bit because people are going to be so we've, out by it. we've started this thing. We don't do it with all our guests, but we've, we've done it with a guest or two now, um, on and off camera, where uh, we we give you the if you remember, um, what was it Deadpool? It was Deadpool. It was in a Deadpool movie. Anyway, uh, we we give you the hypothetical uh, ability to go back in time and decide whether or not you would or would not kill baby Hitler. (laughs) So when you throw a baby in there, to give you a a little more to that, the last guest, guest that we asked to do that on air said that he would do neither, that he would go back in time and he would raise baby Hitler as his own to deny him. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the, I guess that's really the only way to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a well thought out one. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you elected to follow the suit, that that's admirable. I I can appreciate it. But you will not gonna, score points for uh, originality in this. Oh, that's that's fine with me, man. Bare minimum. But it's still passing grade. Right on. I'll take it. <laughs> so speaking of grades, I got to ask you, because you recently transferred over to UNCG, and I'm a UNCG guy. He's a UNCG guy. We do like to kind of talk about local matters, and I'm just kind of curious. Guy. You, you're, you're an Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Illuminati. Forever a UNCG guy. So I'm just wondering how you uh how you feel about it. What's uh what's going on in your head? To close it up. Like school and stuff and Yeah, how do you feel about the UNCG community just because that's where you're you're at now? Well my my UNCG community is mainly on my couch. Right, so. with the online stat. 
I, I, the, 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 the thing about it, the thing that sucks is I haven't got to experience it. I don't know that I've been to Greensboro since I've been enrolled in UNCG. Other than Thank you, COVID. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was something I was looking forward to, like, you know, the experience. Because, uh, I, you know, I didn't – I chose not to, you know, finish school – you know, up until I had my motorcycle wreck, and kind of like, you know, now it's time to out of, make out some of change. Curiosity, would you like to kind of like divulge a little more about that? Maybe give some advocacy towards motorcycle safety and traffic safety in general, because I know that you had a you had a pretty bad spill that day. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, it happens. Uh, I feel like we need, uh, you know, better DMV checks. I feel like at, at a certain age, like, your license should be checked more often. I'll just put it that way, and I'll leave it at that. Mm. All right, a little more. Uh, I, don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel like uh, – I don't feel like we, uh, we check. You know, I see a lot of people on the road, like – not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's uh, it's dangerous for everybody. Uh, I mean, you're driving like a three thousand pound bomb, pretty much. You know, at any you know any given moment, you can destroy a life, or you know. And I don't think it's taken serious enough. Mm, that's that's fair. I mean, because you got assholes like me doing one thirteen in a fucking Mustang, you know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double now side. that you mentioned, no, but it's not even about that, man. It's just like I don't know. It's I don't get too into it, but you know, I feel like eyes need to be checked, uh, cognitive abilities need to be checked, especially like in the maturing ages. Let's put it put it that way. So, what exactly happened to you though from this incident? Oh, I was just driving straight home, like. I don't know, you know, just minding my own business, you know, and car pulled out. Uh, well, they were turning, and they were coming the opposite direction and just turned in front of me to turn in the, the building that they were going into. So I just T-boned them. Mm. And that was, you know, that was that. But, uh, I mean, I ain't bitter about it. It's a good thing. It's bad, you know. It sucked at the time, but like you know, you know, kind of grateful that you know you get another another chance to do things like you know, go to school and stuff. And uh, sometimes I feel maybe it was like the good Lord's way of like, you know, I want a new job, but I wasn't willing to do anything about it. So now you got to. <laughs> it's fair. No, no choice. That's fair. So. Well, shit. I feel like that's a a pretty good way of. Uh rounding up the episode man i mean we usually close these things up by uh kind of giving you a platform to basically like basically you get the chance to say anything you want to say to anybody you want to say it whether it be like you know wise words loving affirmations and or you can go ahead and just plug anything you're working on or and that and let the good people know where they can reach out to you in case they want to I don't know. Debate with you about the Siths or something like that, you know? 
Yeah. And y'all feel free if y'all want to like sometimes y'all want to talk Star Wars. I'm sorry, like my anxiety drives me crazy. I I draw blanks like in person. I do it at school. Like I got these presentations like I know I'm gonna nail and I'm like, oh man, I can't think of what I was gonna say. So I apologize for the Star Wars segment. It probably wasn't as solid as it needed to be. But uh um yeah, man, just uh if you like Pokemon cards, go to my Pokemon page. Biker Andy wants to battle and uh hit me up just a nerd who likes to ride motorcycles uh lift weights and play video games so so you don't give a fuck we're gonna go ahead and uh if you don't mind we're gonna drop your link right about here and your other link right about here and let the people hit you up if if they want right on all right brother well well shit this has been an amazing experience talking to you, dude. I mean, us meeting for the first time, I believe. So it was really good meeting you, man. And like I said before, you're a really solid dude. And I really, I mean, we really appreciate you coming on here and um, sharing what you like and your experience and a lot of the shit that you like and your passions and stuff like that. And not only with us, but with the whole community that we're trying to build here at the 4099 podcast, you're now you know, part of the family. So, uh, welcome, welcome to the family brother. And, um, we usually do this thing where Nick, uh, takes a Polaroid photo of our guests. So we're going to go ahead and, oh, and we're going to go ahead and, and do that if you don't mind. Um, but yeah, no, I'll take this time as Nick is setting up this Polaroid and thank, uh, again, Andy, not only you, but all of the Shisha. All of the uh, amazing, amazing listeners and viewers that have stuck around for this long. Um, we're going to do something. You know what? You know what? We're feeling good. We're going to do something real special on episode 30. So we got a couple, a little bit, a couple more episodes to go. But on episode 30, we are going to do something special for the subscribers and the followers. Um, we will definitely keep you updated on that. But please, if you haven't already, like, subscribe. Join the forty ninety nine. Leave me a fucking comment, boys. Leave I want to talk to you. Leave Nick a comment. I need beer recommendations. I need fucking shit. I need a haircut recommendation. I need game recommendations. I need skit recommendations. Also, anyone you want to see on the show, give me a shout. Let me know. Yes, if you have any recommendations or any anyone that you would love to see on the show that we we could talk to that maybe is doing their own thing in their own, you know, uh, creative universe, creative universe. Please hit us up. Let us know, throw a comment down. If you want to talk shit, also throw a comment down. We love anything. We love criticism. We love everything, you know, so let us dog know. shit in the basement. Yeah. Dog shit in the basement. Like I said, Andy, again, once again, thank you so much for coming through. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, folks of all kinds of anything, this has been an amazing episode, episode 24, four, five. Four, Shout five. out to all the pairs. Shout out to all the pairs. The 4099 podcast with your hosts, Dima and Nick. And thank you so much. Night, night. <laughs>